0: So we've talked a lot about uh, what's going on in our in our workforce, right? And all the upheaval and all the change that we saw during the pandemic, and how things are so much different now. And if you think about the things we've talked about, it's been quiet quitting, quiet firing. Great resignation, burnout, lots of people burnt out, people looking for a better work-life balance. It all sounds pretty negative, pretty adversarial, like we all hate our jobs and we all hate our bosses and working just is, is no fun. Now, we know that's not true, isn't it? I mean, sure, that's what we do, but I mean, is it really that bad? Let's find out. We're going to have a conversation now with uh, Scott Sheeman, who's a professor of sociology and the Canada Research Chair at the University of Toronto. Scott, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So Scott, when we take a look at this, I mean, that the tone that we take around our jobs and our bosses, what, is, isn't it just sort of what we do? We complain about them. I mean, isn't that just sort of the way it goes?
1: <laughs> we love it. We love to complain. <laughs> I mean, so I, you know, it's funny your, your intro there. I mean, I totally agree. I've been, I'm a sociologist. I've been studying trends in the quality of work life for almost two decades now. And I have been baffled with the way that the narrative coming out of the of the pandemic has just really made work sound so awful. And t- to to be clear, there is a There are problems, sure. um, and I can go into what they are, but I think you're right. I think there's something about we love to complain about our jobs, and I think there's a value to that in the sense that we often bond with colleagues or coworkers about yes. bad things. We're not likely to get together and say, oh, I have these opportunities <laughs> for development, because it sounds almost like boasting, right? It sounds like you're almost bragging if you start talking about you know, I paid. I paid really well. <laughs> you, know, you know, so I totally hear you, and that's. I'm interested in sort of the sociology of hating work. I'm fascinated by it because I think it has negative consequences on kind of the overall tone and climate. Work's not going to go away,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. And, and the interesting yeah. thing, you did some work around it. And even though we all like to sit around and complain and moan about our jobs and our bosses, when you actually ask people they actually kind of like what they're doing and they like the people they work for. Right. Exactly. And so again, you know, anecdotally I've, so I do some work in
1: cafes. I'm writing a book right now about work and I've sit in cafes and I can't tell you how many conversations I've overheard. And it's (laughs) about work and it's complaint. It's usually people getting together and complaining about it. But then when you do, that's not systematic though. And so what I do is I try to do broadly representative systematic studies of the Canadian working population. I also study it in the U.S. as well. And honestly, it's just people don't believe me when I say that the majority of people on questions about satisfaction and questions about turnover intentions, that is thinking about quitting, you name it, down the list on most questions, the answers are on balance in positive territory. Again, that's not That's not saying there isn't exploitation, there aren't awful bosses, but it's kind of a problem of prevalence versus severity. And by that, I mean, you know, when you have a bad boss, it's awful, it's severe. It can wipe away all the good things. But that's different than saying most bosses are awful. It's when they're awful, they feel really bad. And maybe that's why you know we like to complain about them and frankly the other thing is when people rate their bosses you know sometimes if you know you think of a scale from 1 to 5 with 5 being amazing and 1 being awful a lot of people are like eh, you know they're okay they're not perfect but then again think about a marriage <laughs> you yeah. know is everybody with a five star spouse and and if it's less than 5 are you out? Are you getting a divorce? No. A lot of people are like, you know what? There's some good things and some bad things. And on balance, you know, it could be better, but it's, it is what it is.
0: Interestingly, throughout the pandemic, this is what it's all about. Everybody's talking about how the pandemic has opened their eyes and they realize how, you know, things could be different for them and they want to make changes and they want to, but in reality, again, once you take a look at the data, people actually think things got better during the pandemic, right?
1: Well, that was one thing that really jumped out at me. And again, because I've been, I've been following the narrative and since 2020, I call it the anti-work parade. It's like every time, every time I opened my browser, I was like, Oh God, this sounds awful. (laughs) And I had the data in front of me. So what's really fascinating is I had the data in front of me. I mean, again, data are flawed, but I try to make it as broadly representative and systematic as possible, right? It's better than simply like, oh, this is my hunch. And no, and I I totally agree. It's like the data suggested something different than the narrative. But what's funny is even some of my good friends are like, I don't know anyone who's very satisfied with their job. And I'm like, well, I'm not making it up. And if you look at the data, people don't have a problem telling you, like, I feel underpaid, um but i'm still satisfied on balance with the job and that's because work isn't just about money for a lot of people mm. work is about other things like the quality of their relationships being able to learn new things the challenge you know and they also see possibilities for advancement so i I'd, I'd say the one big thing that really has people upset is i do think the staff shortages uh, really have caused a lot of problems. And that's something that's been ongoing. Just not enough people to do the job. And then that makes it feel worse.
0: Oh, for sure. And that is happening right across the workforce. Yeah. What, what about the fact that we, we, we spend so much time griping about our jobs and griping about our bosses to our coworkers? Um, like you said, it can create sort of a, a negative feeling in the workplace. But, but are there other risks? I mean, if, if we're constantly, getting together to complain rather than getting together to talk about the things that you know really are important and the things that we we can actually work on are we overlooking some things that should be our focus rather than just regular shop talk i mean
1: that's kind of why i'm writing these pieces because i feel that's the case i mean okay on the one hand when you get together this i don't know if it's ironic or what but when you get together to gripe about your boss say for example at your job some quality of it with other coworkers. You're actually bonding. And then that in and of itself is one of the biggest predictors of improved satisfaction. So it's kind of like you're getting together the gripe about the negative <laughs> things, but it has this perverse kind of feedback loop. Um, but no, totally that. I feel like the anti-work narrative comes back to bite people in the rear <laughs> in the sense that um, they, a lot of research is coming out now showing that people who jumped on the, the you know jumped on the bandwagon of the anti-work narrative and quit about fifty percent of them are now coming to regret that move right because I think there's this element of the grass is always greener and I agree with you when we when we spend so much time focusing on the negative we don't necessarily see some of the hidden positives or we they get deflated, right? They get almost kind of overshadowed by the negative rehearsing of grievances. And again, I think there's a positive bonding to that, but I do feel like this anti-work narrative leads us down a garden path. It doesn't really... End up anywhere productive. And again, I get I get attacked because it's like, oh, well, are you saying exploitation is OK? Absolutely not. No way. But that's not what we're talking about here. It's just, it's almost like a red herring. It kind of takes you down a different uh, argument.
0: What about employers? What about the bosses that that we're talking about here? I mean, they know, right? I mean, there's no boss on the planet that doesn't know that the workers get around and and gripe about the way they're doing things. I mean, when you create that adversarial environment, it's going to have an impact on the way the boss treats you too, right? I mean, could we be better served by dropping some of that?
1: It's a great point. I honestly think part of the anti-work narrative comes out of this. It's employees versus management. And, you know, as I write in the piece, like anger and conflict are click worthy. They, you know, yep. media is partly to blame for this. That's why I appreciate you're doing this, because it's like there is another side to this where employees expect their managers or supervisors to be empathic. Right. Like they expect like, oh, I'm not always perfect. I'm going to make mistakes or I'm going to need flexibility. Yeah, But it's a two way street. It's an exchange relationship where, you know, I've been, I've, you know, I've had uh, people working uh, with me or, or, you know, I've supervised people and, you know, you make mistakes sometimes, but all in all, there is this kind of latitude for forgiveness. And so I think, I honestly think that the anti-work narrative is very anti, it's very much kind of almost out of a Marxist line of, It's the employees versus management. But again, when you ask people questions about their overall sense of management, not even about a particular person, but about management, trust, fairness, you know, people being, uh, management being concerned about safety, all of those things on balance are very much in positive territory. Um, So, yeah, it's been baffling to me. That's why I hope the narrative turns, because I don't think it's
0: good for us. It's not beneficial, yeah. Uh, Scott, great, uh, great work you're doing here. I appreciate you giving us a little insight this morning. Thanks very much.